We went all the way through the book of Exodus from, from Egypt all the way through the crossing of the Red Sea, the getting of the Ten Commandments, and we did that in the first part of this year. Uh, then we studied we studied New Testament, and then we come back to Old Testament last week and looked at Deuteronomy, and we looked at the first chapter and then the, almost the last chapter, chapter 30, because I wanted to skip Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, because a lot of that stuff is more law and lots and lots of rules and over and over stuff that doesn't apply to us so much anymore. Skipping some of the repetitious failings of the of the children of Israel as they... I wanted to skip 40 years of wandering in the wilderness because, yeah, ain't nobody got time for that. So we I, I skipped over all that stuff and it went to Deuteronomy and the end of Moses in his last little bit when he says, I've placed before you life and death, blessing and cursing, choose life. Uh, we, we looked at that and ended up with that last week. So now I want to go to the, very ne- what, the next book, which is Joshua. And this is where, that, now keep in mind, they've been wandering for 40 years and they're finally going to get to go into the promised land. And it says in Joshua chapter 1, because Joshua was the guy that comes in, that comes in and takes over as the leader of the people after Moses. So it says, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun. That's not N-O-N-E. He did have a father. Um, is, and he's also not the son, not the flying nun or, you know, it, it's not that kind of nun. Uh, he's not the son of a nun. Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant. It's funny how many times God uses the assistant of somebody. When they talked about Elisha and uh, when Naaman the leper was going to be healed, his his little servant girl, who was an Israeli who had been carried away into Babylon, she says, Syria, Assyria, she says, uh, hey, uh, I know this guy. He used to hold the water basin when Elijah washed his hands. He was, Elisha was Elijah's assistant. So, okay, he was Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people to the land which I'm giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you. Look at the words right there. Every, every place that the sole of your foot will tread on, that's future tense. So that's going to happen, but it, I have given to you. That's past tense. I've already done it. We need to remember that times in our lives when we're when we don't when we're waiting for something or we're looking forward to something happening god says i have already given it to you i've already done that thing and so the things that you're going to do i've already made provision for that so he says uh, i have given you as i said to moses from the wilderness and this lebanon as far 
And, and this is in the news right now, right? Yes. yes. This is stuff that we're in in the news right now. <clears throat> From the wilderness at, and this Lebanon, as far which is what we see in the news right now, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, that's in Iraq. Um, all the land of the Hittites and to, to the great sea toward the going down of the sun. Where does the sun go down? In the west. So he's talking about the great sea in the west. What is that? The Mediterranean. So all of this land that we're looking at on the maps on our news this morning and tonight, it's that same Israel. And this is 3,000 years ago. From the, uh, to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory, Period. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your lives. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. That's, you should underline that in your Bible. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage. For this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do all the... And he says, uh, there's, there's a... It's contingent upon obeying the law, which my servant uh, Moses commanded to you. Do not turn from it to the left hand or to the right, uh, that you may prosper wherever you go. The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe to do all according to all that is written in it. For then, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Who is this that he's talking to? Joshua. What's what's one of Joshua's, uh, the fame that he's known for? He's one of the spies that went in. And he was the one that said, we be well able. He's already shown that he's a guy of courage. What? Yeah. That word courage before have courage. Yeah. That's a that's an action. Sure. Yeah. He has courage, but then he's a courageous. Yeah. Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, saying, "Pass through the camp. Command the people, saying, Prepare your provisions for yourselves, for within three days you will cross over this Jordan.'" To go in to possess the land which the Lord your God is giving you to possess. Now, you got to pay attention to that right there. He's they he's going to tell the people that in three days we're going to cross the Jordan because we're going to look at a couple, several other things that happen before they cross over. But it's all within this three day period. And to the Reubenites, the Gadites, the half tribe of Massa, Joshua spoke. Okay, during all the stuff, so y'all know where the Jordan is. You saw it on the news already. The Jordan River is, is just to the east of Jerusalem. And Jerusalem's right there. Jericho is also right next to the Jordan River. It's with, it's, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll come to that in a second. But they're all on this east side in what is uh, Jordan now. And they fought over there and they've already taken care of Several tribes on that side. And so this bunch, the, um, the tribe of Reuben and Gad and the half tribe of Manasseh, they said, why, 
why don't we just go and stay over there on this side? And so God said, okay, you can do that. If you want to have land on this side, I'll give you land on this side. Foreshadowing that they didn't last long in that land. And while not very smart idea, but he says, and but he told them, but you still have to go across and still fight. You don't get to quit. You're going to go and fight until the whole land is possessed. So he says to the Reubenites, Gadites, half tribe, uh, Joshua spoke saying, remember the word which Moses, the servant of the Lord commanded you saying, the Lord your God is giving you rest and is giving you this land. And here's, this is pretty smart. Your wives, your little ones, your livestock shall remain in this land, which Moses gave you on this side of the Jordan, but you shall pass before your brethren armed all your mighty men of valor and help them until the Lord has given your brethren rest as, he's, as he gave you. And they also have taken possession of the land which the Lord your God is giving them. Then you shall return to the land of your possession and enjoy it, which Moses the Lord's servant gave you on this side of Jordan toward the sunrise. So east, sunrise. So they answered Joshua saying, this is funny. All that you command us, we will do. And wherever you send us, we will go. This is the funny part. Just as we heeded Moses in all things. Did they heed Moses, Moses no, in all things? No. This deal that they made wasn't heeding Moses either. Uh, as just as we heeded Moses in all things, not too comforting, so we will heed you. Only the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against your command and does not heed your words and all that you command him shall be put to death. Only be strong, be strong and of good courage. So. Well, in their minds, they thought they had did all that Moses commanded them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we think that sometimes yeah. that we're doing uh, that? Yeah, and then we got to repent and. Yeah, we work it out in our heads sometimes that we're in God's will because of some, yeah. Okay. Okay, now Joshua, the son of Nun, sent out to, okay, this is chapter two. We're doing good. Joshua, the son of Nun, sent out two men from Acacia Grove. Shittim is the name of that town. Uh, I mean, and I think it says that in King James, but we, some of us will recognize that. Sent them out saying, go view the land, especially Jericho, because that's the next town they come to. So Shittim is over here about five miles from the Jordan on the east side, and they're camped right there. And then five miles the other side of that is Jericho. So... Uh, especially Jericho. So they went and they came to the house of a harlot named Rahab and lodged there. Does that seem like a strange plan for these godly men to go and stay at that house? There's, there's several reasons why it happened. For one thing, she lived in, her house was on the wall. I mean, it, this is like a castle wall the, and what we think of as a, a regular castle. And she had a window that was on, in the wall there and her 
and her house had a roof on it that looked over the edge of the wall. So she, so there was a way of escape for them. If they needed to get out quick, they could. And number two, what would, what would a woman like that be privy to that the average woman who cooks and gathers water in the well in the morning and the evening might not be privy to? Congressman. <laughs> what did you say? Congressman. <laughs> they know what's going on in the government. Yeah. People that know stuff. She would know stuff. That's a good way to put it. Soldiers, soldiers and stuff like that. Um, so it seems pretty smart. And we'll find out what she knows because she takes care of some business for them in a little bit. Uh, and uh, so they lodged there. And it was told the king of Jericho saying, behold, men have come here tonight from the children of Israel to search out the country. How did they know about the children of Israel? Well, they're only camped a few miles away. And a million people camped 10 miles away. You're going to know they're there. Um, so the king of Jericho sent two Rahabs saying, bring out the men who have come to you, who have entered your house, for they've come to search out all the country. Apparently, the king knew exactly who she was and... Uh, he said, send them out. And the woman took the two men and hid them. And she said, yeah, those guys came, but I didn't know where they were from. And it happened as the gate was being shut when it was dark that the men, they left. Where the men went, I do not know. But if you'll hurry, pursue them quickly, for you may overtake them. But she had brought them up to the roof and hidden them in with the stalks of flax, which she had laid in order on the roof. Flaxes, they made cloth and stuff out of it. Uh, so either she had two businesses or she wasn't in the business, that old business and she was doing something new, whatever the deal was. Then the men pursued them by the road to Jordan to the fords. And as soon as those who pursued them had gone, they shut the gate. So they've locked everything up tight and they think, think they're good. But she... She tells them where to go, and they leave. Now, before they lay down, she came up to the roof and said to the men, I know this is, this is so awesome. I know that the Lord has given you the land. See, there wasn't any reason for her to risk her life for these guys, but she says, I know the Lord has given you the land, that the terror, the terror of you has fallen on us, and that all the inhabitants of the land are faint-hearted because of you. Faint-hearted. Literally meant that their heart had gone weak like it was barely able to pump blood anymore. Uh, that's, I mean, that's what the word means, that they, their heart got weak. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt. When was that? Forty years, years before. I don't know how old she is, but they're still telling those stories that, uh, I mean, she can't be much over 40. I'm, because she's, I just picture her being the same age as the, as the spies. And they can't be that old. Because remember, the previous generation died out. There aren't even any Israelites left alive 
that know about what happened. But there are people in Jericho that know what's going on, and, and they think about it. We know when you came out of Egypt and what you did to the two kings of the Amorites who were on the other side of the Jordan, Sihon and Og, and they killed the, all those people and killed those two big kings. And those kings were like, you know, uh, King Tut or something. I mean, they were big time kings, uh, Sihon and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. And as soon as we heard these things, our hearts melted. Neither did there remain any more courage in anyone because of you. For the Lord, Yahweh, your God, he is God in heaven above and on earth beneath. Now, therefore, I beg you, swear to me by the Lord, since I've shown you kindness, that you also will show kindness to my father's house and give me a true token and spare my father, my mother, my brothers, my sisters, and all that they have and deliver our lives from death. Pretty big ask. So the men said to her, our lives for yours, if none of you tell this business of ours, and it shall be when the Lord has given us the land that we'll deal kindly and truly with you. Then she let the men down by rope through the window, for her house was on the city wall, and she dwelt on the wall. And she said to them, get to, this is, this is how we know that she has been privy to information that not everybody would have, because she knows exactly what the team that's looking for them, she knows exactly what they're going to do. Look here. Get to the mountain. Less, and so on the, on the east side of Jericho, the land goes down, 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 down to the river for five miles. And on the west side of Jericho, the, the mountains go up. So she says, get up to the mountains because that's on the side away from where they're looking for you. And Because she told them where to go. Get to the mountain lest the pursuers meet you. You'll be on the wrong side. Hide there three days until the pursuers have returned. She knows exactly how long it's going to take them to do their, what they're doing. And afterward, you can go your way. So the men said to her, we'll be blameless of this oath of yours, which you've made us swear, unless when we come to, into the land, you bind this line of scarlet cord in the window through which you let us down. Unless you bring your father, your mother, your brothers, and all your father's household to your home. So that everybody has to be in this place. So it shall be that whoever goes outside the doors of your house into the street, his blood shall be on his own head. And we will be guiltless. And whoever's with you in the house, his blood shall be on our head if a hand is laid on him. So they're taking responsibility and working this thing out completely. And if you tell this business of ours, then we'll be free from our oath, which you made us swear. She said, according to your words, so be it. And she sent them away, and they departed, and she bound the scarlet cord in, this, in her window. And they departed and went to the mountain, stayed there three days until the pursuers returned. Pursuers sought them all along the way, but didn't find them. So the two men returned, descended from the mountain, crossed over, and they came to Joshua, son of Nun, and told him all that had befallen them. And they said to Joshua, truly, the Lord has delivered all the land into our hands. For indeed, all the inhabitants of the country are faint-hearted because of us. So the plan's all worked out. And where the spies didn't work out before, of course, there were 12 of them. What do we know if you get 12 people in a room? How many different ideas are you going to have about how things are going to work? At least 12. At least 12. You might have more <laughs> than that. So, But this time, how many did they send? Two. But how did these men have the authority to give her that oath? 
the Holy Spirit. Were they, <laughs> were they yeah. I mean, really, they went back to Joshua and told all that had happened, uh-huh. but they had to have some kind of authority to give her that answer. That's interesting. But they did say you and your whole household shall yes. be saved. Yes, whole household. <laughs> household. Well, and the scarlet cord is uh, means something too. That's Jesus. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And you know that Rahab's in the New Testament too, right? You know yes. where she is in the New Testament. The lineage of, lineage of Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, she's in the lineage of Jesus. She's Boaz's grandmother. So she was young enough to have a kid. Yeah, she was young. That's what I was thinking yeah. too. She right. She had to be young enough. Yeah, because kids. she marries somebody of the tribe of I can't remember. Uh, sorry. Okay, chapter three. So Joshua rose early in the morning. They set out from Acacia Grove and came to the Jordan. He and all the children of Israel and lodged there before they crossed over. So it was after three days that the officers went through the camp. And they commanded people saying, when you see the ark of the... So uh, uh, that's all it took is those three days. Um, When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priests, the Levites, bearing it with the poles, then you shall set out from your place and go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, that's talking about the ark, about 2,000 cubits by measure. So... A cubit is about a half a yard, so that if it's that's a thousand yards. Do not come near it that you may know the way by which you must go, for you have not passed this way before. This is a whole new journey. Follow the follow the priests. Uh, and Joshua said to the people, Sanctify yourselves tomorrow, for the Lord will do wonders among you. Then Joshua spoke to the priests, saying, Take up the ark of the covenant and cross over before the people. So they took up the Ark of the Covenant and went before the people. And the Lord said to Joshua, This day I'll begin to exalt you, Joshua. God's going to exalt Joshua in the sight of all Israel, that they may know that as I was with Moses, so I'll be with you. You shall command the priests who bear the Ark of the Covenant, saying, When you've come to the edge of the water of the Jordan, you shall stand in the Jordan. This is in the fall, and the, the rains have come, and the... Uh, Jordan is out of its banks. So it's super wide right here. Um, come, Stand in the Jordan. So Joshua said to the children of Israel, come here and hear the words of the Lord your God. And Joshua said, by this you shall know that the living God is among you and that he will without fail drive out from, from before you the Canaanites, Hittites, Hivites, Perizzites, and the Girgashites, and the Amorites and the Jebusites and all the other ites. Behold, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth is crossing over before you into the Jordan. Now, therefore, take for yourselves 12 men from the tribes of Israel, one from every tribe, and it shall come to pass as soon as the soles of the feet of the priests who bear the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, shall rest in the waters of the Jordan, that the waters of the Jordan shall be cut off. The waters that come down from upstream, they shall stand as a heap. So picture that. Does everybody have a picture of crossing the Red Sea when, uh, oh, what's his name? It was Moses. Charlton Heston. Charlton Heston opens up and the walls spread out and there's a wall of water the same size on each side, right? And they cross over on the dry ground. 
Is that the way this is going to look? No. Because one side, there's not going to be any water at all because it's going to keep on flowing and that's just going to dry, that's just going to all go away. So there's going to be no water on the left and a pile of water on the right-hand side. He said it's going to heap up on that side. So it was, and it's interesting, he tells them that he wants, he wants them to know ahead of time what's going to happen so they're not kind of nervous or anything like that. And you're going to know it's, I mean, have you all ever read about all the different ideas that scientists have about maybe how they were on the Reed Sea and the wind blew and, and made a path for them and silly stuff like that? This is going to be like, this is God. Because just all of a sudden the water stops flowing on that side and it keeps on coming down and it just piles up, piles up, backs up down that way. It's flooding stuff back up river from it. And so, but it's going to go in a heap. You're going to, man, you're going to know it's God. So it was when the people set out from their camp to cross over the Jordan with the priest bearing the Ark of the Covenant before the people a thousand yards ahead. That's 3,000 feet. That's over half a mile. Um, and as those who bore the ark came to the Jordan and the feet of the priests who bore the ark dipped the edge of the water for the Jordan overflows its bank during the whole time of harvest that the waters which came down from upstream stood still. So they just stop and then they start piling up. And that's as soon as they set their foot in the water. In fact, I don't think their feet got wet. They start, they start to put their feet down in the water and the water just disappears because they, I don't think their feet get wet. What do y'all think? No, that was the whole point of it. All the waters upstream stood still and rose in a heap very far away at Adam, the city that is beside Zeraton. None of those are there anymore. So the waters that went down in the Sea of the uh, Arabah, the Salt Sea, which is the Dead Sea, that we, that's what we call it, failed and were cut off and the people crossed over opposite Jericho. Then the priests, and I, okay, in Jericho, they've sent people out, keep an eye on what's going on over there and they get to see this. Then the priests who bore the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan. They go down and they're just in the middle of the river on dry ground. I don't think their feet got wet at all. Not even that first step. In the midst of the Jordan. So they stay there in the middle and all of Israel crosses over on dry ground. I don't know if it was wide enough that they could stay a thousand feet. Uh, a, I mean, a thousand yards from the ark the whole time, but whatever it was, the the ark stays in the bottom of the river and they walk on by and get on the other side of the Jordan. All Israel crossed over on dry ground until all the people had crossed completely over the Jordan. Oh, that's the end. Um, if you were in a modern army getting ready to invade, the end, the these two spies were doing recon, reconnoitering all what's going on, getting that intelligence from, from 
all the information that they needed. But it's funny because they don't attack Jericho the way you'd think, that way you'd normally think. I mean, we're all we're all pretty familiar. They march around it seven times, uh, and they have trumpets. That's all. They don't have AR whatevers. They don't have any assault weapons. They don't have any uh, recoilless rifles. They don't have any, none of those things. That had to be an act of faith for them to step their foot in the water. That The very beginning. Yes. When was the last time that Israel did this whole part of the waters thing? Well, the, the Red, Red sea, sea, I guess. The Red Sea, yeah. That was the very beginning of it all. But the faith no. was in Moses when he stood up the rod. The people it wasn't didn't even have... much faith in Moses. Well, that's no, true, but he had to do something. But they're all dead there. All those guys are gone. Yeah. yeah. None of them left. So it, at, at the end of their Egypt, one, their sojourn in Egypt, their slavery, those 400 years that uh, got continually worse and worse and worse. The crossing the Red Sea was a, a sign for them. I, I mean, and in the New Testament, that's called a, the baptism of Moses, yeah. that they were baptized when they went through that water. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus is with them in the form of the rock that, that water, living water comes from. They've got that all along, and they never learn anything from it. The man of the bread. The, he was the man, bread. Yeah. So then the um, they've come through the 40, that's been, that was 400 years. This last has only been 40 years, and they cross over on dry ground again. The Lord's provision in a way that's absolutely a miracle and they're told, and before they go in, be of good courage, be of good courage, be yes. of good courage. Be and how could you not be of good courage when God is providing all this stuff? <laughs> this is a word for us for today is that God's still taking care of us the exact same way. Jesus. His provision is still awesome every day. And um, God's still in that same business of doing those things. So we should be of, be of good courage. Because God provides, and um, so this is the second time that this bunch of people in just barely, I mean, essentially one lifetime, Joshua got to go through both walking on dry ground. He and Caleb are the only two. Well, what about the ones under 20 years old? Yeah, they those are still alive. Yeah. So the, some of the children that had gone through, but the only people considered adults would be yeah. Joshua and Caleb yeah. that had gone through the first walk in oh, I mean, there's that's such a parallel. If if you were making up a story, you wouldn't put two two events that are similar in the same thing. You also wouldn't make one of the heroes of the harlot. Um, I mean, you, you, you can't make this stuff up. It's got to be real. Um, and then you wouldn't make the harlot not just the hero of this story, but she's also one of the heroes of Jesus' story. And it's right there in the very beginning of the New Testament, Matthew chapter 1, 
is about Rahab. Uh, so, God is awesome. She and was a Gentile also. She's what? She was a Gentile. Gentile. But, and there are a lot, there are a lot of Gentiles yes, yes. that are believers. Yes. Yeah, they came through with all of them. Yeah. And she's a God worshiper. She had more faith 40 years before than nearly than all the, of the people in Israel. The ten spies. She had more faith than those people. She's, we've been worrying about y'all forever. For 40 <laughs> years, we've been worried about you. We've been faint-hearted that whole time. Our, for 40 years, our hearts have barely pumped blood. Yeah, can you imagine having a three or four million army right on the other side of our border for 40 years? <laughs> We'd be afraid. Too. That's what I was saying. Yeah. Because you go to bed every night thinking it's tonight the night they're Yeah. Yeah. You wonder, what are those guys doing for 40 years? Yeah. Are they lost? Yeah. And Israel's kind of doing that right now. They haven't gone in because they're going to do it on their time and schedule. And some, of course, that's built up fear in people. What are they going to do? How are they going to do this? So. But anyway, God is still pulling. God is still pulling the strings behind. Yeah, yeah. behind the scenes. Three thousand years later, God's still doing stuff with Israel, the yeah. same Israel. Mm-hmm. Amen. Praise God. He's still doing stuff in our lives. Too. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. He is. Didn't he? Yes. Man. Yeah, I think I'm going to fall awesome out here pretty soon. <laughs> what? I'm going to fall out here pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> Let me pray for us. Thank you. Father, we do recognize that you are the same God yes, today that you were 300 years ago. Still Thank doing you. the same miracles, still providing exactly the same way you provided for them. Jesus. That their shoes didn't wear out. You're providing for us in that same way, day in, day out just like you provided manna for them. Because we recognize that every good thing comes from you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And Father, as we wake up in the morning, may we recognize that that's your provision for us, that the air we breathe is, is your sustenance for us. And may we walk every step of the day with that knowledge and may it inform how we are towards other people that we're blessed in a way, according to Hebrews, blessed in a way like with a a kind of a rest that Israel never knew, doesn't even know today. And may we live in that. in such a way that people see Jesus in us and for your glory. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless y'all.